Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm so glad to be able to be with you once again out there in podcast land. If you are listening to this for the first time or the 50th time or the 100th time, as the case may be, thank you so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it, and it is so awesome just to be able to do this. It's fun for me. You know, it sort of just started off as a hobby. It's evolved into a little bit more than that, and it's it's just fun to talk Disney news and travel news week by week. Tonight's conversation is going to be no exception to that. We are taking a deep dive into the Animal Kingdom Park over at Walt Disney World, and we're going to be taking a specific look at the Africa section of the park. There's so much to taste, to see, to experience, to hear, to listen, even to touch. Uh, In that section of the park is one that is not to be missed. I promise you, you will leave wanting to go back there and spend more time there by the end of this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it, shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday, and this is March the 30th, 2021. Our question of the day is, what is your favorite snack item at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. What is your favorite snack item at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park? And if you are listening out there in podcast land, I would love for you to uh, email me your your answers, your questions, your comments, any of those kinds of things. You'll see my email address in the show notes as always. Feel free just to say, hey, you know, I really like this. Here's the answer to the question of the day. And we can kind of go back and forth a little bit. Uh, from that and just would love to be able to get to know some of you that uh, listen on podcast and may not be able to tune in live every week and as I was mentioning kind of in the pre-show while I was you know sharing uh, this everywhere we're going to be resurrecting the Travel Tips Tuesday YouTube channel so we're going to be multi-streaming here pretty soon Uh, we're going to be using some software to help make that happen and be able to interact with some of you a little bit uh, easier so I'm looking forward to that. So there's a lot of Disney news. So one of the really cool things that has been happening uh, is that Disney's starting to not just reopen things, right? Because that's been a lot of the Disney news that we've been sharing over the past, you know, many months, 12 months, you know, year or so. And, uh, you know, it was like, okay, this is closing, this is closing. When is it going to reopen? When is it going to reopen? So we're still kind of dealing with some of that. But now it's more so sort of looking towards the things that were in development pre-pandemic, the things that they are beginning to roll out. Uh, like, for example, the uh, the last bit of the framework for the Tron uh, coaster over Magic Kingdom has been completed. So the last bit of the framework. So the actual sort of outer shell of it is not completed yet. The actual big, massive outer awning that's going to be lit up and look really cool at night. That is not done. But the actual framework, the uh, structural framework of it is, is finished. So it's kind of cool to see that, see, project, uh, see projects like that moving along. The big one that dropped today is this. Hey, Adam, good to see you. Uh, Adam Duckworth, our president and founder of Travelmation, is tuning in tonight. He says his favorite snack in Animal Kingdom is a Simba pretzel. Diana Alt, my friend, says uh, hers is the Dole Whip with rum, several M's behind it. <laughs> so that's awesome. Thank you all for, for dropping in tonight. Good to hear from you. So, um, and, and I'm going to do this. So, like, if you're new to Travel Tips Tuesday, it's a little sporadic. Sometimes I'll drop to the comments to see what's going on. I won't even tell you. Sometimes I will give you a warning. But anyway, back to Disney news. So the big thing that dropped today was this. Disney Magic Mobile, and and I actually started off saying Mobile Magic. I created an Instagram reel this morning of how you go in through the My Disney Experience uh, 
app and you know add the the magic mobile to your apple wallet we'll get into that here in just a second so it's, it's actually a super super easy process um, and i'll show you here in just a second but i want to give you some um some notes uh about magic mobile what that is because there's some things you could probably you know google it or whatever but i'm going to give you some information kind of straight from the source to give you an idea of what it's all about so Disney Magic Mobile launched today on Apple devices. So if you have an iPhone or an Apple Watch, you are able to use Magic Mobile effective today. Well, maybe not now because I think most of the parks are, if not all of them, are closed by now. Um, but if you do have like the payment features and whatnot set up, you know, there's a lot of things that are similar to uh, Magic Bands. I've got my son's Magic Band over here. Um, my son, Will, just making sure I had to have <laughs> the right one is Darth Vader Magic Band. So Magic Mobile is is very similar to uh, basically the functionality of what Magic Bands do when you go to the parks. So now you'll actually be able to use uh, your mobile devices, your Apple Watch and your iPhones because of the RFID technology that is in them to uh, kind of tap in like you would your Magic Band uh, and you know to tap in for attractions like if FastPass Plus were to come back. Disclaimer, it's not back, but same sort of thing. So it's it's the exact same sort of functionality, except it stays with you. Are Magic Bands going away right now? No. In fact, Disney is constantly releasing new ones. You can still buy them on Shop Disney. You can still you know pre-order them. They're not free anymore, effective January 1 this year. But you can still buy them at a discount if you book a Walt Disney World vacation package. You know, Once you link that up to your, uh, to your My Disney Experience account. If you have questions about that, let me know. It's a super easy process. So you, know, you can get the solid color different designs you can still buy them at the theme parks all over the place at the gifts if gift shops at disney springs there's a big wall of them at the pen trader depot at disney springs so a lot of different places to get magic bands but the magic mobile technology is sort of allowing guests to use something that they already have so it's pretty neat yes you know there's some been some discussion well you know it's, it's relying on your cell phone battery and you know that kind of thing so you know th there's some pros and cons to it we realize that but it's it's still kind of a new thing so we'll see where this goes you know my guess is that this is just sort of the beginning that disney will be building on top of that just like they have the my disney experience app itself so again the disney magic mobile technology launched today on apple devices only uh, ios devices and watch os devices not you know ipads but uh, they have the features of the magic band you can still use the app to unlock your room as well so that functionality is still there uh, magic bands are still good for now it will be available on other smart devices so for example if you're an android user uh, if you have like a you know samsung watch or something like that uh, that technology will be rolled out to those other devices and that is is being built that is being you know tested and whatnot so disney has said that it is coming to other platforms has not named what platforms those are just yet but it is coming down the pipeline so we're excited about that so disney magic mobile go check it out uh, super easy if you go to my instagram uh uh, at Bama underscore ATL on Instagram, or if you go to Facebook earlier today, because you're most of you are watching this right now on Facebook, uh, and if you're listening, you can I'll I'll link the the video in the comments. You can kind of see it's it's so incredibly easy. You go in just like you were going in to like really can modify your personal settings. There's a button for Magic Mobile, and there's basically just a couple of taps, and it, you can add it to your Apple Wallet. It's a really cool uh, little really cool little little feature that you can do so i'll actually do this i'll actually do this live show you go into uh, the go into the my disney experience app there 
you kind of tap tap this right here. There's still three lines, and you'll see the Disney Magic Mobile icon right there, the third one down on the right. Uh, if you have not updated your My Disney Experience app, you will need to do that. You may need to log out and then log back in because sometimes the system can be a little bit finicky with updates, so I would recommend doing that before you try, uh, up, try with the uh, Magic Mobile service. You hit the Magic Mobile button. So, of course, you got the Face ID thing there. And you'll see momentarily, it's already added. Um, I've already added my my card, it made it up uh, right there. If you have an annual pass, you'll get the classic Mickey annual pass logo uh, right there as well. That'll show up. So uh, it'll, and it's got a, a bunch of other cool things you can do with it as well. So looking forward to that. That is also, if you didn't see that on the screen, that is where the unlock your hotel door button has moved to. So if, if you have that functionality, if you've booked a, a broom on property, and you're able to, to use your magic band, as it were. You can use your phone as well, and that button is right there. So lots of really cool stuff. So uh, some other folks commenting. Hey, Michelle, good to see you. <laughs> Tim Milrod, good to see you all. So some of our, our leadership at Travelmation is popping on tonight. Good to see you all this evening. Uh, so a few other things to take a look at. The Disneyland Know Before You Go site has launched. So there's a special tool that as a uh, as a independent travel consultant with Travelmation, who's an authorized Disney vacation planner, we have a special site that we can send you if you're interested in traveling to the Disneyland Resort to kind of help prepare you, give you real and up-to-date information. So this is not like a, a, a Wikipedia article or some third, fourth-hand blog site that's just out to get a bunch of clicks. This is straight from the horse's mouth. So this will give you, and it's, and it's updated constantly as well. So as news changes, you know, immediately it will be dropped there. So if you are interested in planning a Disneyland Resort vacation package to head out there if you're in California, because as we know, the, the park is going to be open, uh, Disneyland Park California Adventure, only going to be open to California residents at first. If things go well and trend well as they are, you know, that capacity will be expanded and who is able to come in will likely, uh, likely open up. Because keep in mind, Disneyland Park is a lot smaller than uh, the, the parks that we have here in Walt Disney World. It's closest in size to, uh, to Magic Kingdom. But we're going to talk about the capacity or the size, the acreage of Disneyland Park here in just a little bit. So uh, that, that actually ties in nicely with our main subject for tonight. Also, a new look for the Main Street Confectionery at, at Magic Kingdom is going to be coming as well. So they're going to be refurbishing that area, giving it a fresh look and feel Hopefully not a fresh smell because we love those smells that are there, right? You walk down Main Street, the popcorn hits you. You take a few steps past the popcorn carts and that Main Street confectionery bakery. It's like they're just pumping it out right there for you to, to smell and sort of draws you in. Um, but the new look is coming. It's going to be great. If you're like, well, you know, they're, you're worried about one particular goodie or something else, like, you know, Mickey ears or even particular souvenirs that are attached to the stores um, that, that are part of that uh, side of the street. Many of those things are going to be moved around. Many of the popular souvenir items are going to be moved. Many of the popular uh, confectionery goods as well are going to be relocated, say, for instance, across the street at the Emporium and uh, even over to uh, the theater as well that's right there on uh, the Main Street Square area. So no worries. You'll still be able to find a lot of your favorite things. They just might be in a slightly different place. And if you are looking for something and you're going, just ask one of the cast members and they're happy to, uh, happy to direct you to where those things may be once that whole process gets rolling. Another big thing, and this is not news, I, new news, so to speak, uh, and I think I've already mentioned this a little bit, but wanted to go hear more in detail, 
and that is facial recognition technology has been tested basically this month. Uh, and they're saying that uh, the, the official wording is that the technology is testing for a 30-day period, uh, which is subject to change. So it's possible that it could be shortened. It's possible it could be lengthened. We don't know. Uh, there is some speculation that's out there. There's also some reported fact that's out there that Disney has been using facial recognition technology for security reasons. We don't know all the detail for that. So that technology in and of itself, you know, and the patents and all these things uh, that that are kind of linked up. This this is not just something they pulled out of their hat during during the past 12 months or during the park closure last year. So this is something that has been coming. It will help make the guest experience more seamless as they go into the park. Hopefully we'll see this uh, roll out because in the past when you've tapped your magic band, you know, you've had to put your finger down uh, to, to fingerprint you. And that is not so, you know, they're not like, you know, running background checks and crazy things like that as far as we know. <laughs> but uh, that's basically a way that they keep people from like multiple people using the same ticket and, and that kind of thing. So, and they're going to do the same thing. Uh, people have also still been able to get around that with the fingerprint and even now because they're not doing fingerprints. So the, the facial recognition technology will allow a touchless way to kind of uh, assist guests, move them through quickly. And uh, hopefully that will go well and we'll see that roll out uh, property wide in the coming months, year, whenever that may be. We're not really sure. <laughs> So we're looking forward to that. All right, so let's get into tonight's content. Just one more reminder, our question of the day is, what is your favorite snack item at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park? And there have been a lot. I'm actually going to go back to the news feed here in just a second. Um, so again, I read y'all some of the other um, kind of responses earlier that uh, people have been dropping on the live feed, but I want to go back to the actual kind of pre-show feed that's out here. So my friend, fellow travel agent, Adam Coleman says, when they're there, the pulled pork cheese fries, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Levi Outwell, another person said street corn. It's so good. That's just like one of those things just like you can't go wrong with. The street corn is amazing. Uh, another shout out for the Dole Whip. I'm a big fan of Dole Whips. Also the chicken fried rice over at Yak and Yeti. So, you know, again, sometimes snacks blur the lines between if it's a snack or an entree. You know, that's okay. You can get popcorn, you can get chicken fried rice, call it a snack. You know, you're all good. Especially if you go over to like any of the festivals at Epcot. Some of those are like snack size, but you eat enough of them and it kind of feels like you've eaten a, eaten a full meal. So, see, Kerry Loney uh, says that he, you can't go wrong with the cheeseburger pods over at Satuli Canteen. You're absolutely right. Those things are delicious. <laughs> Somebody says it's a margarita snack. Um, if so, Mara Margarita from Pongo Pongo. If not, then the grilled corn from the stand in Africa. Uh, again, another shout out for the grilled corn. The barbecue mac and cheese from Flame Tree. Yes, ma'am. You know what you're talking about. Kate Boyer, thank you for that answer. So lots of great comments. Uh, we'll love to hear from you. What is your favorite snack over at Animal Kingdom? There's a lot of great food there. Hashtag street corn. Looking forward to that. All right. So let's get into our conversation about Africa at Disney's Animal Kingdom. We left off uh, last week talking about the Pandora, the world of Avatar. And we mentioned that there is there are two ways to get into Pandora, the world of Avatar. One from uh, Dis Discovery Island area. 
where you kind of come in the main park area, you hang a left, and then you kind of hang another left, and you sort of walk down the entrance uh, past uh, past Tiffin's and the Nomad Lounge all the way into uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar. You kind of get that seamless experience of the music, the scenery, and everything sort of changing, and it's a really cool experience when you enter, enter that land. There's a second way to get in from Africa that I mentioned that's sort of the back way that is closer to the festival, or now it's called the celebration of the Festival of the Lion King uh, in the Africa Pavilion. So uh, that attraction is currently... Uh, getting ready to go live hopefully sometime this summer so looking forward to seeing a modified version of celebration excuse me the festival of the lion king returning and so that is not on our attractions list uh, for tonight because we're only talking about the ones that are currently open so just keep in mind you know if you're listening to this in the future and not on march 30th 2021 uh, there may be some changes to some of the things that you hear so you're going to see a lot of animals a lot of animals in Africa. Uh, I mean, yes, the safari itself, you might run into elephants. You might see some lions or gorillas, giraffes, hippopotamus, uh, Columbus monkeys, not Columbus, but Columbus uh, monkeys, uh, copy, tarantulas, yay, tarantulas, piney woods, cows, and more. So many different things. Uh, the, the Africa section of the park is one of my number one favorite places to go. Uh, there are a lot of places to just kind of hang out and and just sit and people watch cool little gift shops and kind of cool little places to sort of explore. So, you know, you do a lot of walking in, in animal kingdom because the park is so massive, uh, but the Africa section of the park is one of the bigger sections of the park. And it's definitely a great place to go and hang out for a bit. So some of the attractions that we're going to talk about tonight, let's get into those. The gorilla falls exploration trail. So one of my favorite things about, uh, about, Animal Kingdom is Animal Kingdom Park are the different exploration trails that they have. If you have young children, if you have people that, you know, maybe are not the bigger fans of the thrill rides, you know, have particular mobility accommodations that need to be made, those kinds of things, the exploration trails are excellent. They're sort of a go-at-your-own-pace uh, kind of thing. They're informational placards. You're going to see a lot of animals. There are cast members that are there. If you're going to do the Wilderness Explorers, kind of challenge, kind of that up-themed sort of quasi-educational experience uh, challenge themed after the movie Up. There are some of those stations along some of these trails. There's one of them, the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail in the Africa area where you can see some gorillas. Sometimes if it gets too cold in the cooler months, you may not see as many animals out in Animal Kingdom Park. Typically during the spring and summer, you'll see the gorillas out there. They'll be out there uh, lounging around, sometimes taking a nap, sometimes not taking a nap. So you never know what you may see there. Uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch is another really cool spot to hit up. And uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch is located kind of over the the entrance, well, the entrance of it. Rafiki's Planet Watch uh, is kind of, you get to it by boarding a train. Um, that takes you from Rafiki, from the Harambe Market sort of area to it's not too far from the Kilimanjaro Safari, the Harambe Market area uh, over to uh, the Rafiki's Planet Watch area because it's sort of it's sort of an island. It's not really an island, but it's kind of feels that way because you're taking a train to it, even though it's not like surrounded by water or anything. It's just in a different section uh, of the park itself. And if you look closely, you'll actually see some backstage areas where a lot of the animals go for you know veterinary care. If you've watched the Disney Plus special that uh, I think it was maybe done in partnership with National Geographic, it was narrated by Josh Gad. If you haven't watched that, go watch it. It's an excellent special. You'll actually see 
areas that were featured in that show where, you know, they take care of elephants and giraffes backstage, some of these massive, you know, enclosures where they care for them uh, to make sure they're doing all right and where they also send them when they're not on stage or on the savannah or, you know, in their uh, on-stage enclosures for guests to see. So one of the really cool things about Rafiki's, Rafiki's Planet Watch is the fact that when you go there, there's this building there called Conservation Station. And inside, you're going to see all sorts of cool little things and notes and exhibits about kind of animal conservation, wildlife conservation, things like that. But there's this massive glass wall that looks into something that looks like an OR. And that is because, or an operating room, that is because it is. Many of the animals actually come to Conservation Station there at Rafiki's Plant Watch to get their veterinary care. And if you've ever been there and you've seen them bring in an animal and you've been able to watch any of the procedures that they've had, it's a really cool experience. It's a really cool experience. So, you know, watching it on Disney Plus and an animal special is one thing, but being there, seeing them do that, whether they're taking an x-ray on a tiger or, you know, they're doing surgery on, on a smaller animal, whatever it is, it's just really neat to kind of see that. They also have a classroom there as well where they do different special events. Um, they're not doing many now uh, because of you know the different restrictions that are out there, but it is just a really cool place to go, especially with your kids. Uh, it's a great place to you know, kind of go on a train ride. So you kind of go on a ride a little bit. Like if you like trains, you've got kids that you like trains, it's a great experience for you. So go inside, check out Conservation Station. It's got some great AC as well. So there's another reason for you to go and check it out. Uh, also inside Conservation Station with all the different animal exhibits and different cast members and people out there, you can... You can also see them prepping food for the animals as well. You can talk to the cast members that, you know, have, like, these are not just, you know, people that, that Disney trained and, you know, two, three weeks, month after training, boom, they're, they're caring for animals. No, most of the people that work in Conservation Station have some sort of legitimate degree. Like, they are an expert in their field, and they do a great job at it, and you can talk to them about the food preparation, how they feed the animals, what animals require what and why. Um, they're, they're there for all sorts of questions. It's a great experience. The other thing that you can do there is the animation experience. So for those of you that may remember the animation experience that many years ago, used to be at Disney MGM Studios uh, or now Hollywood Studios, there's sort of the animation courtyard area uh, where Star Wars Launch Bay, um, sort of that area is, used to be animation office many disney animated films were actually produced in that area and then they actually took a portion of that to create an animation experience for guests where they can come in and learn from a real live disney animator at, to draw a particular character mickey donald uh, even sometimes other characters you know from pixar when you go to the conservation station for that particular experience it's usually going to be an animal of some sort. So, you know, it could be from the Lion King. It could be from Bugs Life. It could be from any number of, of animal sort of themed films. It's a great experience too. You know, they, they're still doing that now and, you know, saying socially distant and whatnot. And it's a, it's a really good experience. So if you like to draw, you've got kids that like to draw, I highly encourage you to go. You would love it. Also, there is a place at conservation stage outside of conservation station uh, at Rafiki's planet watch called the affection section. That's a big fancy name for petting zoo. And you're probably like petting zoo that involves touching different people, touching the same animals and all these kinds of things. Well, what, like how, how does that work right now? Well, great question, because I know you were thinking that I was thinking that when I saw it open. So let's talk about it. When we went back in January, um, every single guest that goes into that area, the first thing that they do before they open the gate, before they touch an animal, before any of that, 
they wash their hands with soap and water and they have cast members there that are kind of helping people, directing people to, to the sinks and the soap to do that. And then, you know, they proceed through the gate to kind of, you know, interact as they please, you know, mask on and everything. And, you know, they're, bunch of different animals not all the animals may be out there again some of them are cold weather sensitive for instance when we went the goats weren't out kind of disappointing because i love seeing the goats they're kind of fun and they're just sort of unpredictable and crazy uh, but there were some other animals out uh, that we were able to interact with back in january now most of them will be out so you'll be able to see a lot of them when you leave the enclosed area at the uh, at the affection section or the petting zoo area you have to come back through go by the sink wash your hands again and then you know move on forward they also have hand sanitizer hand sanitizer out there as well there is a spot to kind of i think there's some vending machines there like if you want to grab a bottle of water or, or a coke or something like that uh, you can do that but there's no uh there are no like quick service or or like table service experiences that are readily available at Rafiki's Planet Watch, but definitely something to see. It's kind of uh, a hidden gem of the Animal Kingdom Park in, in a number of different ways and really brings the guest into that sort of uh, interactive experience that, uh, that, that, that that park was set out to be. So it's not just a zoo, right? There's, there's a lot of different things in partnership with uh, many professionals, universities, and, and whatnot that are going on at Animal Kingdom, and it gives you a chance to see some of that and interact with that and be, be a part of some of it. The next thing on our list are the Kilimanjaro safaris. So when most people think of Animal Kingdom, there's like the through rides and stuff. But, you know, one of the questions that I always ask people is, did you do the safari? Do you like the ones in the morning? Or do you like the ones in the night? Because not too long ago, Disney installed special lighting in the Savannah area so people could go on a safari at night because you're going to see, uh, you're going to have a different experience at night. Every safari you take is always going to be different. So if you go on one and like the lions aren't out or the animals aren't very active, you didn't see a giraffe, you'll always see giraffes. But like you didn't see, you only saw one or something. Or you got stuck and stuck because there's a rhino sitting in the middle of a thing and you missed out seeing some other animals that you were hoping to see. Go on it again. Go on it later on in the day if, if the line's not too bad. Go hop in line right before the park slopes. Every single experience that you have going on the safari is going to be different. The nighttime safaris are very different from the daytime safaris. Why? Because some animals are more nocturnal. Some of them move and, and, and interact uh, on the savannah area a little bit differently than they do during the daytime. So I highly suggest kind of both, especially if you've never done that. The, the safari ride itself is the largest attraction in all of Disney parks worldwide. So, Fun fact for you there. You can kind of take that one to the bank. And these are these are facts. These are things that I, I did have to do a little bit of Google research before, uh, but I wanted to make sure I got the numbers right because in my head I had something that I remembered from you know when I was trained uh, as a cast member, but I wanted to kind of reconfirm some of these things. So the, the safari itself is 22 minutes long. You're sitting down the whole time. Uh, I would suggest either the front row or the back row right now because there are uh, kind of, clear vinyl dividers for you know social distancing and all those kinds of things right now they will only seat people i believe they're still only seeing people that are part of the same party or traveling group on the same row right now so i say the front or the back because you're going to get the best opportunity to kind of turn side to side or turn around and, and grab those uh, pictures and you can request those spots if you like and normally the disney parks cast members try to do is is as good of a job they can to accommodate requests like that. If you, and same goes for, you know, roller coasters or front or back seat or, you know, what have you. So normally you can ask if they're too busy, they may say, I'm sorry, sir, ma'am, we're not able to do that right now, but they'll let you know. 
You can always ask. The Kilimanjaro Safari attraction is 110 acres large. So that's that's the savanna, that's you know the ride track, all of it. The whole attraction is 110 acres. Just to give you an idea of scale, if you're listening to this, again, I mentioned that uh, the it was the largest Disney attraction in the world at 110 acres. The Magic Kingdom, Magic Kingdom could almost fit inside, almost fit inside the the entire attraction area. Disneyland Park out in California is only 100 acres big. So that gives you an idea of the scale of it. Just think of the sheer number of things at Disneyland Park. There's a lot, there are a lot of attractions, a lot of attractions at Disneyland Park. There are some that you don't see at Magic Kingdom. And we've compared Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Park before in a different episode. Two very different experiences, a lot of similarities, but very different experiences. So there's actually a little bit more to do in Disneyland Park than there is Magic Kingdom. So just keep that in mind. Savannah, it's, it's just massive. Uh, the, the Animal Kingdom Park is huge, and the, the Kilimanjaro Safari attraction area makes up a huge part of that. Let's get on to our favorite subject of the night, and that is going back to our question of the day. What is your favorite Animal Kingdom snack item? I want to take a look back real quick at our live feed just to see who is commenting here. Thank you for being patient as we move forward. Awesome. So uh, pretzel with beer cheese and Pandora, Night Blossom, the buffalo chicken chips are so yummy. Susan, uh, Susan Edwards from Ear to Ear Magic. If you have not ever tuned in, listened to Ear to Ear Magic, they have an outstanding social media presence on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of it. Uh, Ear to Ear Magic, they literally live steps from the parks. I need to actually have Chris and Susan on again once I get my new broadcast situation figured out. Um, we'll still be on Facebook and all that. But anyway, we talked about that earlier. So once we get that figured out, we're going to have Chris and Susan on again if they're uh, willing to do that. But um, she also says, I love the Dole Whip with coconut rum. Another shout out for the Dole Whip and the fries at Mr. Kamal. So yes, there is a ton. Wow. Let's see. Let's go back to the other feed here. Yeah. Barbecue mac and cheese from Flame Tree. Another shout out for that. So Lots of delicious food. And if you are uh, listening to this and you're getting hungry like I am right now, then uh, I apologize, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about more food, right? Dining. So let's talk about dining in Africa. So when you think dining and you think Africa, you're probably thinking like, okay, wait, they have food there? Yes, they do. That is where you go find the grilled street corn. It is out there in the Harambe fruit market. So at a lot of the theme parks, you'll kind of see this um, this this open air market like kind of place. Uh, there's one on Sunset uh, Boulevard in Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's kind of changed forms a little bit, but that sort of open air seating area you walk in, might have a window you walk up to. But there's one there uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. There's one in the Liberty Tree area or Liberty Square area in Magic Kingdom. And they also have the Harambe Fruit Market area uh, that is that is over there in Africa at Disney's Animal Kingdom as well, where you can grab different kinds of fruit cups, other fresh fruits, grilled corn, snacks, and <laughs> muffins, churros. If you're looking for a churro, they usually have churros there as well. There's, you can also get uh, an allergy-friendly churro from Nomad Lounge as well over there, kind of close to uh, the Pandora area next to Tiffin's. So definitely check those out. There's a lot of other things you have at the Harambe Fruit Market as well. So again, one of those things where you can just go up, grab a drink, a good snack to kind of fill you up and keep you going. There's also the Harambe Market. Now, the Harambe Market has been one of those places as the parks have reopened that it has not been open consistently. 
through spring spring break season, which we are right in the midst of right now, it has been open fairly consistently. And basically you walk in there again, another open air seating area, and then they have quick service windows that you walk up to to place your, your food orders. The menus are very simple. You're going to see a lot of um, different types of, you know, rice bowls that are available, different types of salad, you know, available, you know, say like with chicken or another type of protein, should you choose that. There's also a uh, you know, kid's menu there. They do have Incrustables if, you know, your kids are not a fan of, of some of the options that they have. Most kids I like, you know, I know most kids I know, like my own kids, they would love Uncrustables. My wife and I, we used to freeze Uncrustables when we were cast members. And when we honeymoon, we'd freeze Uncrustables and throw those in our bag and then go out to the parks. And by the time we wanted one, they were thawed out and not all mushy. So they were pretty good. There's also Tamu Tamu refreshments uh, in Africa over at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, Tamu, Tamu Tamu refreshments have, uh, they do have a breakfast op option there. And there's it's a great snack spot. Uh, to kind of grab something quick to quick to go. There's also the Dawa bar uh, that's available is there for you to grab a quick drink. Uh, shopping, there are a couple of different places, and one of these shopping places is actually kind of crosses the line uh, for, for dining, and that is a Mombasa Marketplace. It's kind of the central um, Animal Kingdom sort of shopping area, and it has a lot of handmade goods that are there, some things that are imported directly from Africa, some, some things, like I mentioned, that are handmade. If you've seen the wood carvers that have been out there, uh, it's kind of over in, in that, that, that area. Uh, there's also Zuri's Sweet Shop. Now, when we went back in January, we actually stopped by Zuri's Sweet Shop to see if they had any of the seasonal things still left and check out. Like, when you walk in, it kind of gives you that very aromatic feeling of being in a sweet shop they have some baked goods there they have different types of candy there so if you're if you're searching for your goofy gummies you can pick some up there if you're searching for the mickey chocolate chip cookie that is dipped in chocolate so the ears are dipped in chocolate they've got those we ate one split one as a family they're delicious so they've got a lot of great things to kind of kind of get your sweet tooth uh, satisfied so lots to do lots to experience in Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, uh, the Africa section of the park is no exception to that. Again, I always encourage people, especially if you're listening to this and you're going for the first time, or maybe you haven't been in a while, or maybe you go all the time and you just kind of breeze through. Next time you go, just go, just just take your time and go. That's why I, you know, encourage people to plan longer trips if they can, so they're not rushed to go from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. So it's not about the rides, but it's about the overall experience. It's about, you know, tasting, it's about seeing, it's about smelling, like I was talking about in Zuri Sweet Shop earlier, and even the even the Main Street uh, confectionery. So it's about hearing all the things, hearing all the different types of animal noises. Like you're not just hearing roller coaster tracks go by at Disney Animal Kingdom Park. So if you close your eyes and like listen, it's, it's a really cool uh, experience. And of course, uh, the touch as well. We talked about that uh, with the affection section over at uh, Rafiki's Plant Watch tonight. So lots to do, lots to see, lots to experience. And uh, next time you're there, make sure you take your time. Also, uh, just keep in mind that, as I mentioned earlier, there are some attractions that are seasonally closed, including a lovely water raft ride. If you like the water raft ride, Kali River Rapids is in that section of the park. So be aware that it is not open right now, uh, but it will be. And we're going to be talking about Asia next week. So make sure you tune in uh, to Travel Tips Tuesday next Tuesday night. And we'll talk about Asia. We'll be talking about Expedition Everest, and a lot of the other hidden gems around that section of the park. So thank you all so much for tuning in 
in to Travel Tips Tuesday. I love being with you each and every week. If you do have any questions about travel planning, remember I am a concierge level travel planner. I do not charge anything extra for my services. If you do all the work yourself or not, it's going to be the same price. So I'm not going to add any extra fees in there for you. And I do the best job I can to find you the best deal, whether you're booking way in advance or whether you're booking last minute. So thank you all so much for joining me tonight. We hope you have a magical rest of your week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.